Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tom Kelly in for Glenn Mack now alongside Ray Didinger. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, but real quick before we get back to the phones, Ray, I wanted to get uh, some of your thoughts on the Super Bowl last week. Is uh, The Rams end up winning 23-20. I would say a pretty... Pretty entertaining game uh, down the stretch. Defenses definitely took over in the second half. But, you know, your thoughts on the way the Rams have kind of gone about building that roster because it's not really conventional in terms of building through the draft. And they've kind of gone with this alternate approach of, hey, we don't care as much about our draft picks and we're going to we're going to go and and try to get established players. We can get them. Well, um, it's a good point because I was thinking about that. Uh, And it's not just the Rams. This is two years in a row. This is two years in a row now teams have won with a we're-going-for-it approach, which is sort of counter to what conventional NFL wisdom has been for decades now. It's been, you know, build through the draft, draft young players, build a foundation, you know, take the long view, don't, you know, worry about the salary cap, be careful how you spend your money. Uh, and that's been the way the teams have have been built for like the last 20 years. Um and now, you know, last year you had the Tampa Bay Bucks come in and they just say, you know, they, they signed Tom Brady. You know, they bring Rob Gronkowski out of retirement. They, um, they sign Antonio Brown, who they know is that that's certainly not a long-term investment, but okay, let's bring him in. You know, Leonard Fournette is out on the street. Let's bring him in. Uh, and Bruce Arians just basically says, you know, hey, I'm 70 years old. I don't have a whole lot of time. I want to win it right now. And they did, you know, and then this year you had the Rams who clearly were going for it, you know, make the trade for Von Miller, make the huge trade for Jalen Ramsey. You know, this year they signed Odell Beckham Jr. He's kind of this year's Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. you know, wide receiver and all kinds of trouble, bad actor, bad in the locker room. No, no, no. We need a receiver. Let's go get him. They pay a huge price to bring in Matthew Stafford to upgrade at the quarterback position and they win the Super Bowl. So this is two years in a row that you've had teams that have really departed from the gradual, slow build kind of thing and really just adopted it. No, you know what? Now we're going for it right now and won that way. And I, I wonder, you know, will other teams now begin to adopt that idea? You know, will other teams say, you know, let's, let's spend the money. Let's not worry about the salary cap that much. Let's trade the draft picks. Let's bring in the veteran player, and let's make our best chance to go and, and win it this year. This is two years in a row the teams have done that and succeeded that way. And I just wonder if it's going to sort of upend what has been conventional thinking in the NFL for the last 20, 30 years. Yeah, and, I mean, with the Eagles at the spot they're in, with the draft picks they have, do you think that's a model that they should consider following, or do you think they're still too far away at that point to kind of sacrifice? Like yeah, I think if you're going to do this, you have to really know what you have in house before you say, "Okay, we're going to go for the quarterback. We're going to go for the. We're going to pick up these three or four guys 
and we're going to spend the draft picks and we're going to spend the money because I think our team, the rest of our team is good enough that if we get these guys, these guys will get us over the hump. Mm-hmm. I think that's the decision that the Bucks made, and they won with it. And I certainly think that's the decision that the Rams made, and they won with it. Um, it, it would be disastrous if you had a middling kind of team and you took this approach and made your run and fell short. Now you have no present and no future. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what the Eagles did pre-Vermeil. Right. You know, the coach, the coach, the previous coach was Mike McCormick, who came in and had been an assistant coach under George Allen in Washington. And that was when they, George Allen's motto was the future is now. And so he traded all of his draft choices and brought in all these veteran players uh, and immediately turned the Washington team around, got them right to the playoffs, got them to a Super Bowl. And Mike was on that staff. And so when he came to Philadelphia, he tried to do the same thing, but he didn't have as good a core group to build around. So he brought in Roman Gabriel and he brought in Bill Berge. He brought in some good players, but he didn't have enough other good players in house to make it work. And that's how the Eagles wound up in the situation they were in when Vermeil came in, which is really rock. I mean, that's not just rock bottom. Now you're below rock bottom. You got to, you got to make sure that you have the rest of those pieces before you invest into two or three that are going to get you over the hump. Yeah. And uh, another part of that, Ray, and we were talking about impact defensive players earlier. I'm just curious in your opinion, You've seen uh, so many players over the course of of your uh, football watching life and career. Where does Aaron Donald stack up with some of the best defensive players of all time? Because I mean, I, I can't remember a lot of guys that impact the game the way that he does. No, he's a great one. I mean, he's a great one. When you talk about the best defensive players I've seen, yeah, he's he's there. I mean, he's in the top half dozen. Um, you know, Angelo. When I was on with Angelo the morning after the game. You know, he asked me, is, is Aaron Donald the best defensive lineman I've ever seen? Um, and, you know, to me, you should never ask me those questions because I get, you know, I, I get real, you know, technical about it. Right. And I said, well, you can't compare defensive ends and defensive tackles. They really are very different positions. I mean, the blocking they face and everything, their responsibilities are different. I mean, they're playing defensive line, but their end and tackle are two really different animals. Um so I said, I'll just, I'll just talk about defensive tackle. And no, I, you know, I, I will still say the best defensive tackle I've ever seen was Mean Joe Green with, uh, with the Steelers in the 70s. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was the best. I've never seen anybody that could dominate a game the way he could dominate a game. I mean, every, and Aaron Donald does. In this era, Aaron Donald is a dominant player, but not to the degree that Joe was. Uh, so, uh, but as, if you talk about the top half dozen defensive players I've seen, Aaron Donald's in that discussion. I mean, Lawrence Taylor's in there. You know, Reggie White is in there. Uh, I would say Bob Lilly is in there. Joe Green for sure. Um, I mean, those guys, um, Ray Lewis, you know, those kinds of guys are, are all in there. But in in this era of football, Aaron Donald is special and unique because he plays every play. I mean, he, he pretty much in an era when even the great players kind of rotate and stay fresh and all that stuff, that this guy only – I mean, he only, he only came out of the Super Bowl for a handful of plays. Yeah. I mean, he played pretty much the whole game, and he did that all during the season. Yeah, and you look at the final two plays, he's still fresh enough to, to you know, get the big run stop on third and one and then get after Burrow on fourth down. And, I mean, that really sealed the game for the Rams. Yeah, he's, he, is, he, is a, he is a truly, truly great player. And I, I know there was some talk, and he had said during the week that if we win, maybe I'm going to retire. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, he's still... I mean, he's still 30, which is not young by football standards, but certainly not old. Uh, and you watched him play this year. I mean, he was as good as he ever was. And interesting thing about Aaron Donald, 
when he was coming out of Pitt and he's coming into the draft, there were not just a couple, but a lot of NFL general managers, scouts, and all that said, because I loved him. I saw him play up and I said, this guy's going to be great. And the guy said to me, he's too small. He's too small. I, I, are you crazy? Yeah. Are you guys out of your mind? Do you even, I mean, I know you put a tape measure up and I know you see what his height is and I know what, what your prototype is. And okay, it's taller than that. But did you ever watch him play? Did you ever see the way this guy dominates games? Did you ever see the way he takes games over in the fourth quarter? You know, it's, it just drives me crazy that they, that they, that guys just can look at a player like Aaron Donald and say, eh, nah, too small. Yeah, and it, it's not like these things don't matter, but I agree. So many times I think these organizations get so wrapped up in the measurables, and it's like, in the end, can the guy play or not? And, like, I hate to give the Cowboys credit, but I think that's something they do in the draft very well is, you know, they don't kind of force positions where two years in a row, like, I, I CD Lamb wasn't necessarily a need for them at the time, but he was kind of the best player, so they just took him in last year with Parsons. You know, uh, they may have had bigger needs, but they just took the best player. Yeah, and we had it. Th- we had it this year with the Senior Bowl. Uh, Kenny Pickett from again from Pitt, who's clearly the best quarterback in this crop. I mean, there's, I mean, he's not a super duper, but I mean, he's the best quarterback in this crop. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the scouts were all a Twitter that oh, his hands are too small. You know, they me- they measured they measured his hands, and his hands are too small. And I said, jeez, you, you know who the last quarterback that went to the Senior Bowl and everybody was talking about his hands were too small. Who was that? Joe Burrow. Oh, well, that's worked out pretty well for them. We were having the same discussion about Joe Burrow's hand size two years ago when he was coming out of LSU. And I was, and I, Byron was, all the guy does is win football games. Right. You know? Did you watch him play at LSU last year? <laughs> I mean, did you watch that LSU offense? Did you watch him in the championship game? Did you see how tough he is? I mean, they're going to worry about his hand size. Well, the same thing happened with Kenny Pickett this year. That's one of the reasons why, I mean, I love the scouts and I love to talk about the draft. And to me, it's for, I, I love it. But sometimes they just drive me crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they, they overthink it sometimes. Oh, so much. Uh, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Bob in Florida. What's happening, Bob? Hey, Tom. Hey, Ray. How you doing today? Hello, Bob. Um, hey, Ray, I, I would just like to say that I, I, I bought a copy of your book early on, and uh, I loved it so much that I have two brothers that I actually bought copies for and sent them uh, gifts to. So, oh, thank uh, you. It was just tremendous. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the book, was uh, and I won't give much away here as a spoiler alert, but it was you sitting across from Muhammad Ali at his training camp in the Poconos. Oh yeah, Deer Lake. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was really a cool story. Yeah, that's one but, I'll always remember. <laughs> yeah, I bet you will. I bet you will. Ray, you also did me a, a, a great turn. I was at the Philadelphia Park uh, for the races one afternoon, and I ran into Harry Callis and uh, Steve Van Buren with my youngest son, who had just finished playing a football game up in Northampton. <clears throat> and uh, I said, I pointed to Steve Van Buren and I said, uh, and that, by the way, both those guys were so gracious to me and my son. And um, Steve, um, I said, that's your grandpa's favorite player right there. Uh, one of the greatest running backs of all time. And Steve sat down and wrote a little note uh, to my father uh, and gave it to my, you know, to my son. You know, to, so my, my son got to come home from in the park that day and uh, you know, give his grandfather a note from Steve Van Buren. It was pretty cool. I called you. Um, I didn't call you, but I called NFL Films, and you answered the phone that week and uh, and turned me on to some uh, f- film footage that was available through NFL Films uh, of Steve Van Buren from my dad. Oh, so nice. For, yeah, we got him that for Christmas. Well, he's um, Steve Van Buren was uh, 
was a great was a great football player, obviously, but he was a, he was a, he was just a great individual. He's probably the most humble, probably the most humble superstar I've I've ever met. He's he was a remarkable guy. He really was. It's funny. He was from the Grand Caymans, and so was my wife's father, from the same exact time, actually. So, uh, in- interesting uh, side note there. But um, the thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Carson Wentz uh, for just a minute. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know if you heard Ray, but uh, well, you you did a great interview um, with. Um, uh, gosh, I'm having a brain cramp here a second. But you did a great interview uh, with the Raiders quarterback, the, the kid from uh, Saint Cecilia. Oh, uh, Richie um, Gannon. Richie Gannon, yep. And he was on with uh, John and Joe about a week or so ago, and he really did an unbelievable expose on uh, quarterbacks who come from less than Division One schools and their development curve. And he talked about himself, actually, uh, as well as a number of other guys. And, and, he, and he talked about the progression year to year in terms of the speed of the game uh, and then really understanding professional coverages and so on. Was really it was if you ever get a chance to go back and listen to that, I, I said why isn't this guy like a coach in the NFL? You know, but it was really interesting. Yeah, Rich, um, Rich, could, Rich could. I mean, Rich's knowledge of the game is such, and he's been around the game long enough that um, I think he. I think if he wanted to, I think if he wanted to, he could be a very good quarterback coach. I I could certainly see that. Yeah, he was really impressive, and you know, when I looked at Wentz in seventeen, you know, and and I really think that when Buffalo drafted Josh Allen. That's what they were hoping to get was Carson Wentz 2017. Um, and they're very similar players, I, I think. So, oh, yeah. Um, I, I can, I, Bob, I, I, could, it, Bob. I, I could certainly see that. I mean, he, um, guys that were they're almost exactly the same size uh, and a very similar skill set. Big, strong runners, uh, strong arms, um, n- need some refinement. Uh, their mechanics weren't the greatest. I think the small college thing had something to do with it. You know, Allen played at Wyoming. Um, and, but the thing is, Josh Allen really worked at it. I mean, he went, he went to those camps with Jordan Palmer and you look at him, if you looked at, if you looked at Josh Allen's tape now and you compared that to his tape as a rookie, he all, he looks like a totally different player. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching him in that playoff game in Houston where, you know, the, the, the Bills had a lead in that game, and Josh Allen, the second half, was just a total disaster. And then you look at what's happened in the couple years since, and I, I kind of concerning as an Eagles fan, because we were talking about it off the air, where Brian Dayball did a really good job of developing him, and now he's with the Giants, and he looks to be putting a pretty good staff together there. I I think the same thing. I look, You know, the Giants, one of the things that's helped the Eagles for the last few years is the Giants have been so bad. They have the least wins in the NFL over the last five years. They have been so bad. I, don't, I still don't know how the Eagles managed to lose one game to them this year, <laughs> but they've been so bad. I think they're getting it straight. I, I really do. I, 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 think that, I think the general manager now, uh, I think Joe Shane is, is, a, is a smart guy uh, who will bring some order to the front office and help them in the draft where they've been terrible. Um, and I think Dable is a really good coach. Everyone speaks well of him. And you certainly look at what he's done in Buffalo. Uh, and they went out and they hired a terrific defensive coordinator in Wink Martindale. Um, and they brought Mike Rowe in to be the receiver coach. And you know, I know it didn't work out for him as an offensive coordinator, but the year he was the receivers coach here, he did wonders with Aguilar and, and uh, Alshon Jeffrey. So I, you know, look, I'm not trying to scare anybody, Eagles fans, but I mean, the Giants have been a joke of a team now for the better part of five, six years. I think they're, I think they're finally getting there. I think they got some people in there that might finally get it right. 
Yeah, no doubt. 215-592-9494. I'll get back to the phones when we return. I'm Tom Kelly filling in for Glenn Mack now alongside Ray Dinger on this Sunday morning right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.